Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Aaron Shapiro online. Aaron, how are you? Hi, nice to meet you. Thanks Likewise. For me Likewise. Really looking forward to this conversation. So for those that aren't familiar with you, why don't you share a little bit about you and we'll dive into the conversation. Sure. Uh, so I'm a longtime uh, technology entrepreneur um, and, and spending a lot of time in the marketing world as well. Uh, for many years, I was founder and CEO of a company called Silverpop, which was marketing automation software that got sold IBM. Then I started a pretty successful digital agency called Huge which did large-scale business transformation for big companies like Nike, Apple, Google, Verizon, and so forth. And um, most recently, I've been working on a direct-to-consumer business called Day Forward, which is an insurance company, and also recently started a new um, marketing agency called Product, which is really thinking about how to use technologies like AI and machine learning and a lot of the new things that are happening in this world uh, to help marketers and business be successful in this kind of new environment that we're in. So you've had your hands full with all kinds of fun stuff. That's been a little good. bit busy, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's been a, fun. I've, oh. I, I, feel, I feel very fortunate to have gotten involved in the internet in the relatively early days. So it's been fun to kind of see the internet grow and evolve and how much it's had an impact in business. And my, you know, very infinitesimal role in contributing to that has, has been fun to be a part of. I agree. And it's been fun to watch. And it's especially with the marketing and branding of businesses. And as more and more organizations are online and have a presence and they want to, you know, be recognized and be seen, you know, there's, you know, there's tried and true technology that's been used. Yeah. Maybe the tools are a little bit different, but you know, the theme is still the same, you know, it's, you know, bringing that message in a way that connects with people that want to buy it. But yeah, you'd mentioned, you know, with all of the latest stuff and, you know, I'm constantly seeing on social media, all the stuff about chat GBT and Mm -hmm. AI writing and all of that stuff. So, you know, from a marketing and branding standpoint, what do you see with that? I mean, it's still kind of in its infancy, much like what you've seen throughout your career when it comes to technology. So what are some of the things that you're seeing right now? And um, how can you ease the concerns of people that, uh, that, this technology isn't going to um, take over humanity. Yeah, definitely. So I, I definitely want to answer that, but I actually want to set a little bit of broader context if you'll if you're humor me a little bit, which is, you know, what I think is really interesting is, you know, we're we're kind of out of the pandemic now, right? Thankfully, hopefully, fully out. And what's interesting though is how much the world has changed in the last few years, especially related to the internet, that people often don't appreciate. Right. Even the fact that we're doing a Zoom now in a podcast, which seems pretty normal now, is pretty different than four years ago. If you think about how much remote work is, stuff like going to a restaurant and doing a QR code instead of picking up a menu. Right. We're, we got used to this world of everything instant over the Internet because of the pandemic that has changed profoundly the expectations of how people think about how they're using digital every day. But what's actually really interesting that's not as well promoted is that the internet is actually in decline right now. For the first time in history, people are using the internet less now than they were a year ago. Um, We've reached full saturation. Everybody's using the internet for the way it was. There was massive growth. And this is kind of it. And so we're at this interesting inflection point of technology where for the first time in 30 years, digital is no longer growing. It's fully mature. 
And but at the same time, we're at, we're at the dawn of all of these new things like AI and ChatGPT that's starting to completely change the landscape again. So it's a pretty exciting time to think about how digital impacts business. I agree, and it's yeah. It, but that's an interesting stat about how it you know usage is declining because you think that it'd still be going up as you know younger kids are using it more and there's more kids that are getting access to technology at a much earlier age you would think that there would be you know a continued spike in usage but we've hit that like i said saturation points like okay this is as far as we can take this as it is right now okay That's what's right. next yeah and, if you look at yeah, if you look at the stats roughly 93 percent of the Western world of, of United States, for example, are online. The last 7%, because all the old folks got online during the pandemic, right? You know, my mom's using it, all that stuff. Uh, so only 7% is no longer online. And that's really people who can't afford it. It's socioeconomic or people who are infirm. That's not really going to change. So there is no generational uptick. And we're now using the internet less because we're actually going out in the world. So this is the mature environment we're in. The only real growth we're seeing is developing countries that are that are still modernizing, but they have a pretty negligible impact on the business landscape of, of the internet because they have a pretty low contribution. So it's a, it's a pretty big shift. And, you know, just as we're at maturity, then we have this seismic wave that you talked about before of chat GPT and AI and all these interesting technologies that really have profound changes on business and marketing society that we're just now getting a handle of. Um, and that's a lot of the work we're doing now is thinking through those technologies and how it can be used for business purposes. Exactly, from branding or marketing or graphic design or things like that. There's all the tools are there, but I, I and actually, you know, I saw a, a interview earlier today, and they were talking with some people that were in the web space, SEO space, and all of that. And one of the things that they said was, "Yes, ChatGPT and the other platforms out there are doing a really good job to get you part of the way there, but you're not." fully there. There's a human element of it because the technology isn't, uh, it hasn't gathered on the emotion side of things, even though you can say write in a, you know, confrontational voice, which is really fun to play around mm -hmm. with, if you are, or, you know, in a supportive voice or, you know, tones and things like that. But it's still one of those things where it needs human interaction and okay how is this going to land and resonate and what are some things that i can do but it's a great way i find for just researching something you know it in a way it it kind of feels like when we first started using search engines and you're looking up something and like you know what about this you know how the question we're asking might be different instead of saying okay you know give me some examples for this well now we can say well write a blog post or a response to this with this tone and things like that, and it'll do it. Yep, but then, incredible. It, it, it's really cool. But but then again, if you're a content creator or even a business that's creating products and services, you still want it to be in your voice, your the way that you do it. it you know, we think about IBM, for example. Yeah, the way they do things is consistent you look at yep that's ibm and so if you put something out there unless you know the technology which wouldn't probably surprise me it's like okay write this you know article or this submission using ibm voice for example and it would you know grab from previous ibm releases and and use the formatting and it would look pretty good it's just you know there's some tweaking to it on that but ultimately it gets to the point where 
I look at it as, all right, so we have AI creating all this content now. All right, great. But it's just going to be regurgitated. What the new part, that's that's where we come in as humans. The new things, you know, the the new inventions, the new ideas, the experiences and we see. So, you know, I, I always tell people, don't worry about chat GBT, you know, taking over your life per se. It, it, and, you know, there's some businesses that may say, you know what, we're just going to use this instead of a person. That's fine. They'll be able to find something else because there's always going to be work for us to do um, because, you know, the internet wasn't available many years ago and look at all the jobs that it's created there'll be something else that will create a ton of jobs as well yep, absolutely and, and that's exactly that's kind of how we think about this which is these are really powerful tools but it's it's a tool just like photoshop was a tool or figma or podcast software it's entirely how what humans make of it and the thing about it is a human still needs to think of the idea of what you're going to put in and produce it and it's important to remember that these these also these systems are just really good BSers. They have no concept of truth, right? So if you if they produce a an article, it could sound perfectly credible, but you still need a human to fact check it and make sure it's correct because it doesn't know what's right or wrong. There's no internal mental model of of truth. And uh, so the way that we often, but it does definitely drive the marginal cost of producing content down dramatically. And but that opens up a lot of power. So if you think about our creative team, let's say they have to produce advertising. And they'll, they'll, let's say they come up with a crazy idea like, oh, I want a frog running down the street singing or something ludicrous, right? Well, now you could actually say frog running down the street into one of these AI creation tools and have an image of what that could look like. And then you could give them more prompts to refine that image. So it helps bring to life the idea the creative had. And you could think about long-term in the future where a the right creative could give the right inputs and the right direction, almost like a director would, to guide these things to eventually creating a full you know, 30 second television spot or something really robust. But, you know, we're in, we're in the very, very early first inning of getting to that long stage. But if you think about it like a tool, it's very powerful. So what we'll do now is our creative team, for example, will use it to ideate and think of ideas. We'll, we'll use it to mass produce lots of content. If we need 20 derivatives of a banner ad that could appear on Facebook, you can pump that out really fast, basic animations on TikTok. But again, you still need a human to tell it what to do and you need a human to edit it, to curate it, to say what works, what doesn't. So it just it just changes the nature of what people do, but it doesn't, it's just going to create a new set of jobs of of you need expertise and how to use these tools to make more and more effective, effective content. Uh, what's also interesting about AI is that this has been AI has been quietly on upending a lot of marketing. If you think about media buying and planning, the 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 Instagram algorithms and TikTok algorithms are much better at finding our audience than any human media planner would. Um, Right, you think about personalized experiences. Right, the TikTok feed you get is AI driven, and that's that's unique to you. Only you see that feed. That's different than my feed or someone else's. And so, what a lot of what we're going to start to see is these technologies that are in isolated cases are going to start to become part of everyday life. I call it everyday AI, where you think about as part of your mail client, it would it would auto recommend things. Um, as part of any website you go to, it starts to personalize information that's tailored to you. And that's and it's going to move to the point where this these kind of powerful content creation and recommendation algorithms are just going to be part of everyday life where it's not even going to seem that unusual. And that's when the real power is going to start to really have a big impact in society. 
Yeah, and we see it already, especially with the listening devices that many of us have in our homes, whether it's Google or Amazon's device or the Apple device or things like that. We we ask for things or we research things, and then we go to another platform, and then there'll be a banner ad on something. And as that data is captured, and that's the beautiful thing about all of this, is it captures all this information, and it can... And this is where humans come into play. I mean, yeah, you can use technology for it as well. But what you can do is it's like, okay, the targeted ads are like, okay, who are the people that are buying these things in this region? How many of them, what percentage is also buying this type of coffee or this type of this? Then next thing you know, you're you're getting ads for things that are similar to what other people are buying in your region that are in alignment with things that you want. And a lot of people say, well, that's creepy and that's scary. But I I use this analogy on a conversation yesterday. I was somebody, I pick up a magazine. Okay. For those that don't know, that's a paper thing that you you flip the pages, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not digital on your tablet, no physical magazine. That's very static. It was printed. There it is. But now with technology and digital ads, they know I, I pull up a local newspaper and it's tied into they know me and they can say, okay, instead of the ads of somebody that's you know pushing their plumbing service or new roof or this, those ads could actually be things that I would buy. It's like, oh, you know, that's we right. know that you buy this type of tea. Here's another brand that is local to your area. And here's some similar chai teas that you might like. It, it, it That's an interest of you. And I, I look at it in a, in a positive way and gang, it's, it's getting you the ads that you would want to see instead of something that you're like, I don't, I don't care about that. So it's, it's a great use of technology. And then of course the creativity and you, you know, I love the, the frog analogy. You get somebody in there. It's like, you know what? That frog should have a yellow hat instead of a, a red hat or. Okay. It's a holiday. Okay. Let's July 4th. Okay. Let's put a red, white, and blue hat on the frog yep. and, then and, and done. And it's done in seconds you don't have to worry about it and, and schedule it and roll it out. And it's all good. There, the sky, I don't even say the sky is limitless. The universe is limitless when it comes to the creativity of this. And that's where my really hope is that the amazing creative marketing types like yourself and the people that are in the world will use this technology to you know, really push the envelope and, and get really creative on different things that we all benefit from in society. Definitely, which and that's really the the exciting potential the the ability to limit production so it's it's can be done by computers instead of doing video shoots and all the other stuff like that is is tremendously transformative to the to the entertainment and media landscape and the advertising landscape as well and that's a really really big deal that I don't think has been that people appreciate how impactful that's that's going to be you know that it raised a lot of really interesting ethical issues as you know when the as the cost of producing misinformation dramatically declines as well there's a whole dark side to it that we as a society have to manage but the potential for business and and for the impact the content has is pretty profound and and i also want to want to mention that you you raise a really great point about about the advertising you know there's lots of legitimate concerns about privacy and What's often not talked about, to your point, is that consumers do benefit from this immense level of personalization. And that type, because as annoying it is to get ads, it's even more annoying if the ads are not relevant to you, then you really hate the ads. So there is actually benefit. There's a reason people click on this stuff. Uh, And 
what what is also starting to get exciting is as those type of recommendation algorithms start to move into more and more of our life beyond just the narrow uses that it is today. You know, I, you know, like even basic things like why do we all get why should we all get the same New York Times? Why should we all get the same whenever we go to a website? Why should it all be the same? Why shouldn't it be more personalized to me? And that personal and that personalization has a big impact on business as well. More and more B2B applications are starting to bring in these kind of personalization algorithms. So the the smarter the our built, we're really at the forefront of how we can use data to personalize the experiences people have in pretty profound ways that hasn't really, we're really very early on. Only the most advanced companies are doing that today. And soon that's gonna be pretty mainstream as well. And that's the thing, it gives these small businesses an opportunity to be able to get really targeted on things where you know they haven't necessarily had access to that information, uh, not easily. And now it, it, it I, I want to say it levels the playing field, but it opens things up and gives people more opportunities to do it. And then they can tailor it the way that they want to do it. And it just, it makes it so much easier. And I think that's... <laughs> You know, there's so many of us that want to buy local and, and and we did that a lot, especially, you know, during the early days of the pandemic, you know, we wanted to support those local businesses because otherwise they were going to go out of business. And, you know, we, we saw way too many restaurants and, and other places, you know, no longer stick around because of the challenges of the pandemic. But, you know, now it's, you know, a lot of people are going, you know what, I want to make sure that I support these businesses that are still alive and thriving. And we see right. stories of it all the time, not trying to take away from the big companies. They employ a ton of people and they do a lot of things that are beneficial. So I, there, I, I am of the opinion there's enough for all of us. Let's just make sure that we we support the, the organizations Absolutely. that we care about. You raise a great point about small business where one of the one of the great things about the internet is, especially when you look at services or businesses, is how much the internet has democratized very complex technologies and make it available for everyone, right? You think about services like Shopify or, or Squarespace, where what used to cost, they, what companies used to hire companies like Huge, my old agency, millions of dollars to spend, you can now get for $9.95 on a lot of these sites. And it's really phenomenal. And uh, the same thing goes for services like MailChimp for mail and and the ability, it, it, to your point, it's one of the amazing things that happened during the pandemic was how many small businesses pivoted to a digital first model because of the pandemic and were able to thrive because so many of these tools have become democratized. And AI is just going to accelerate that. AI is going to make more and more things available to small businesses where they could do the things that big companies normally would pay a lot of money for, and now they can make it accessible for their day-to-day -day business. And that's, and that's a win. So, I mean, you probably already answered the question, but where do you see things you know, over the next couple of years, especially with AI and all these other things that are rolling out? Because you said it's, and I agree, we're in the very, we're in the first inning and it's the top of the first inning, in my opinion. So, right. you know, who do you see coming up to bat in the bottom and, and you know, in the, in the middle innings? You know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Definitely. So, you know, there's a, there's a whole there's a whole separate discussion of which companies are going to win. So we can we can put that aside, right? But I mean that's even fascinating. You think about Google had technology like this over the summer. You may you may recall the summer there was a a programmer who got fired because he was worried that the AI came alive. We all thought it was pretty nutty, but it was really producing something like ChatGPT that Google had internally and apparently was afraid to launch to the wild because they didn't think it was ready. Now you have you have Microsoft Ascendant. You have Amazon that's kind of fading. We're used to be a leader with, with uh, Alexa, and they've actually cut their budgets over there. So it's a really interesting business landscape that's that's going through a lot of upheaval. Uh, it's upheavaling, it's upheaving search as well, right? For the first time, we have a viable alternative to Google or the promise of a viable alternative to Google. Uh, with TikTok, there's a massive disruption in, in social, right? That Facebook 
that meta Google monopoly duopoly is starting to end with with TikTok entering the race. So it's a time of a lot of really interesting shift from that landscape. And from a technology standpoint, probably the most the most interesting question is going to be. I think there's kind of two questions that are most interesting. The first one is how they how these top products are going to continue to get more democratized, more mainstreamed, and better and better. And you can you can see the path to that, right? Today it's images. Tomorrow it's going to be video stuff like that. It just get there's already video stuff out there that's being tested, but it hasn't been quite as mainstream. You can see that you can imagine that that progression, right? The real I think the real step function change is is getting back to the question before, or what I alluded to before was, was around factual accuracy, right? If AI is really going to take over the world of search and really be something that's going to replace more and more humans, if that ever, if that has a shot of ever happening, if you want it to happen, it's got to have to understand what's truthful and what's not. And that's probably the big frontier that these services have to master that uh, that's something that has not been cracked and there's not really an easy problem for. And that's probably the biggest thing that has to be solved for this to become truly mainstream. I agree. And also we'd have to make sure that we have, it's like, you know, there's the gatekeeper who's watching the gatekeeper. It's like, how do we make sure that what they are programming is true is actually in fact true i mean that's, also an excellent point too right even truth is subjective these days Absolutely. exactly yeah it's it really it's all in the eyes of the beholder so we, we live in amazing times challenging times and all this and I, i'm really looking forward to what the future has for for all of us so love this conversation where can people find about you and all this amazing work you're doing um the best thing is to go to um, um, um to go to our company's website which is productinc.com www.productinc.com I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Aaron, thank you so much for your time today. Really love this conversation. I learned a lot today. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.